This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 582. Make sure you check out all of the episodes markingout.com. Listen across all of your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you buy a t-shirt, Pro Wrestling Tees. Give us a follow on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Buy the t-shirt, which we covered already. Also, make sure you follow Chris at Chris Sweeney. Ah, uh, that's not that's his name, but CM Sweeney eighty five over on Instagram. Chris Swindog over on Twitter. Make sure you follow Brandon and myself. Brandon at BTTG one six one. Myself at David PTDPD. Collectively marking out at marking out. And that being said, marking out eleven as well. Yeah, marking out eleven as well. But, this is episode 582, and this is the go-home show into WrestleMania. So I know everybody's wanting to know about it, and don't you worry, we got you covered, because I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I am doing great, and I didn't even get to say, but it is Dave, the Rave, and we are ready to kick off this go-home show. How was your week? It was uh, it was decent. I watched a new movie on Netflix called Windfall, and I went into it thinking that it was about to be a comedy, <laughs> but I was definitely incorrect about that. It was a like a thriller, I guess. Okay. Starring because it was starring Jason Siegel, and mm-hmm. it's like I know him to be funny, <laughs> and Lily Collins, she's in like rom com stuff, so. I thought it was I, her and uh, and Jesse Plemons as well, but it it was a thriller. Nice. Were you on the edge of your seat the entire time? Honestly, not quite. And a lot of the people watching this movie were like, "If you want to just go to sleep, watch this film." Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's Very, uh, some hype right there. It was it was decent, but it was just like, why? Yeah. No offense. It's made by uh, Lily Collins' fiance or husband. I don't know which, but. All right. All right. Well, also, because WrestleMania was coming up, I watched Jackass Forever. Okay. And it's very, very, very surprising that WWE promoted this movie because there are so many penises. In this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know oh, if there's no. more or less than in, in previous Jackass films, but I do not remember this there being this many in those films. But yeah. I popped uh, Access guest wrestler Rob Deerdeck was in it. Machine okay. Gun Kelly was also in it. So if you're looking for something to kill some time, I would say check it out. It's on um, Paramount+. Plus. All right, definitely. I mean, I remember seeing the first uh, one in the movie theater, and that was that was hilarious. How does it compare to the other movies? I I I think I only saw three in theaters, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's the typical jackass stuff, just with the new cast. Some oh, new cast. New cast? And celebrity guests now. Hmm. It's still like... Unsure how it, I feel when about you, that. When you watch it, it's still jackass. And you still have the uh-huh. same jackass bits and stuff. They pay tribute to former um, former skits and stuff that they've done. Stunts, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say check it out. But I, I, I definitely liked previous movies better. All right. Very cool. Yeah. But outside of that, how was your week? My week was fantastic. Uh, A lot took place, and a lot's going to take place next week because, hey, I'm going to be talking about WrestleMania to every single patient that I work with. That's just the way it is. Everybody that I've seen, they know that it's WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah. Um, And I am excited for this weekend because we get to talk about WrestleMania. But before we talk about WrestleMania... Let's talk about some more sports entertainment, some pro wrestling, and talk about not, not, I repeat, Monday Night Raw. But let's talk about the WWE Hall of Fame announcing the Steiner brothers were announced to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I'm hoping that perhaps we'll see them at Stand and Deliver. Okay. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Rick was there once, so. Braun Breaker, you know. And they made mention of Rick Steiner, so. Hey, I'm I'm very happy about this. I think that uh, it's it's great. They they are hands down the one of the top tag teams in the entire pro wrestling. Yeah, and of course, they'll be joining Vader, Queen Charmel, Shad Gaspard, who's receiving the Warrior Award, and The Undertaker. And this all takes place after SmackDown. Directly after yeah. SmackDown. So, definitely looking uh, forward to that's... watching that. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long weekend. Long week, even. Yeah, I know I'm not going to be able to, to last with all of that. I... I... I'm going to end up crashing. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to work a classroom in the morning, so I'm probably going to miss some of NXT live. And, but even still, catch the, catching the end of that even, even if I catch the main event and go into WrestleMania, I feel like I'm going to be drained. Yeah, it's like NXT starts at, well, technically the kickoff is 12, but they have that match on there. Goes into 1 p.m. start time perhaps. And then uh, WrestleMania starts, I, I think the kickoff starts at 6. Yeah, my tolerance for prolonged pro wrestling is very, very low. So I feel like there's going to be low. an hour gap in between Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania 38 night 1. So nah. that's going to be it's gonna be draining. It's It's definitely going to be draining. But you know what? Let's talk about... Something that was also a nice draining. little go, a little so a little go home. Uh, you I know, it was nice. So. No, it was not. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna play it up any further. But Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro, which and opens. Yes. yes, you were correct. It was very, very. It, it very, opened very with draining. Brock Lesnar, and he basically just round down all the things that he's going to be doing to Roman Reigns, and that he'll be the unified WWE champion come WrestleMania. And then later on, Roman Reigns responded and said that he's done everything at WrestleMania except for beat Brock Lesnar. 
and it pisses him off. It was it was a fired up promo. It was a good fired up promo. But that was all we had for the WWE Championship. Obviously, we're recording this now. Things could change. SmackDown, I expect it to close the show. Yeah. For those that, I mean, just for analysis, we're recording on Thursday right now. So a lot can change. A lot can change. But, well, at least we're recording this part. Not the SmackDown, obviously. Right. We're not future teller, fortune tellers <laughs> or anything like that. Unless but, Brandon is, and he just records on Thursdays. And, and that's the case. Then, Brandon, I want you to let me know the winning lottery numbers for next week, please. One. Ah, I had two. <laughs> After that, we saw Miz, and he introduced Lucha Logan, which was cut off by the Mysterios. And Dominic attacked Miz. Rey Mysterio went after Logan Paul. The referee ends up holding Dominic back from Logan Paul and ejects him from the ringside area. And it leads into Rey Mysterio picking up the victory over the Miz. Where I felt like nothing really happened. It was really what took place before. And then Dominic coming in, tossing Logan Paul back into the ring. To almost eat a double six one nine, and then Rey Mysterio gets the mask back, and they attack Miz. That's the the match was meaningless. Yeah. After that, they aired a, a thing from Seth Rollins from the WWE headquarters that they aired earlier in the day. I don't know why they wouldn't have just like saved it for Monday Night Raw, but it saved me like six or so minutes of not having to watch Raw. Yeah, that's one thing I don't like at times where they'll. Uh, like show something on WWE.com, like a long video, but then play the entire thing on Raw. Yeah. And there's also like it's, even further yeah. on, not to jump ahead, but it's jumping ahead with Becky Lynch. They already showed off her new look. So it's like, why would you not just wait until WrestleMania? Yeah. But Seth Rollins went to WWE headquarters for his meeting with Vince McMahon. And Vince gave Seth, a match at WrestleMania and said he'll find out who the opponent will be while he's at WrestleMania in the ring on Saturday. And the internet, I'm like, when I hear this, I'm like, there were rumblings after the Raw Rumble that Shane McMahon was still going to be part of WrestleMania. I'm uh, holding out hope I for don't... Shane. And then then there's those, those reports that Shane is going to be part of WrestleMania somehow, those news site reports, and everyone's like, Shane is going to be Seth Rollins' opponent. And then Meltzer, of course, is saying that there's people close to Cody who believes that Cody's going to be pulling out of WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm pulling for Cody Rhodes. I, I mean, you have Seth Rollins. Yeah, no, you have Seth Rollins on Twitter playing up pretty much anybody that he can think of. I mean, he tossed out RVD all the way I mean, down to Marco Stunt. Marco's t- yeah, that's... <laughs> um, but yeah, he also tossed out Shane McMahon, so it's most likely still going to be Cody. I'm hoping for, you know... Even I, if I... we do get that tease, though, where Vince is like, here's my son Shane, the, the best in the world, or whatever, and then that gets cut off by... Yeah. Maybe it gets I'm... cut off by Triple H, and Triple H smashes his own throne, and... Cody comes out from the throne. <laughs> I'm I'm actually hoping that we do get something similar. I'm hoping for a double swerve. Well, not a double swerve, but I guess a swerve. He's on you know rampage. where they play, huh? I said he's on rampage. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> where they where they have like maybe he says like this person's from a a big family. 
He is like a son. He is a son to me. This and stuff. I watched him grow up and this and that. And then they cue Shane McMahon's music or something, but Cody Rhodes' music hits instead. You know, like one of those swerves. And again, I'm fine with either Kingdom or Smoke and Mirrors. I like both theme songs. I'm hoping for Kingdom 100%. But yeah. Next up, you had. uh, Can we just skip? I'm sorry. This was. It just gets worse and worse. All right, all right, fine, fine. Let's let's take a deep breath. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Almost defeated. I can't. Uh, okay. What's worse about this is that it was a clothesline. Uh, yes. Okay. And then so Eric just... was counted out. That yes. was it. I know. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna say what the match was. I don't really want to, but almost defeated Viking Raiders. Um, it was yeah. literally a clothesline. Yeah, I said it. Eric rolls out of the ring, can't make it back in time for the 10 count, and then Ivar gets kicked. That's it. The Viking Raiders. Yeah. Come on. Awful. And then afterwards, almost is asked about an opponent for WrestleMania, and he's like, I'll dominate anyone. Dominate. Bobby Lashley's music plays. Rumors were true. That's the match of WrestleMania. Uh, that's a to me that's a lose lose match. Almost should yeah, be built up. I mean, Bobby Lashley can't lose this match. Yeah, it's his return. Um you can't have Lashley lose and almost I mean, why not just keep him continuing to build build him up, you know? If anything, it's they're, what they're gonna have to do is a, the only thing that they could do is either a count out where almost just kind of says, you know what, forget this, I'm walking away. Or a inter or some sort of a disqualification, but a new hurt business. Yeah, they cannot end with almost or Lashley being pinned, and I hope it doesn't. Well, backstage we saw Reggie and Dana Brooke, where Reggie proposed, and Dana Brooke ends up saying yes, and then Tamina attacked them, but they got away, and Akira Tozawa then proposed to Tamina. The fans were going crazy for that; they were chanting yes and everything. And she yeah, picked him up. This. Yeah, she yeah. picked him up. She said yes, so they're getting married. And then our truth is like, I have an idea. So I can only assume that we're going to be seeing a double wedding at WrestleMania. <sighs> this, <laughs> I don't know how this could end. Maybe we'll get a new 24-7 champion. I don't know. Maybe Mighty Molly comes back. I have no idea. I feel I I think we're gonna have a ton of cameos. I would love a ton of um, title changes for the twenty four seven championship. Yeah, I would so, love that too. Kind of like the WrestleMania. Um, I think WrestleMania eighteen hardcore championship. It was like throughout the whole night. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so. After that, we saw Team Bad and Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley pick up the victory over Queen Zelina, Carmella, Shayna Baszler, and Natalia. We saw the heels start to fight with each other and break up their own pins. I mean, and this, I don't know, once again, this kind of just didn't do anything for me at all. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It led to a tag chain from all the faces, and they picked up the victory. That was it. Yeah. Nothing from this Monday Night Raw. I shouldn't say nothing, but almost everything from Monday Night Raw, nothing screamed go-home show. No. 
No. I mean, even later on, the stuff that follows, nothing for it. I mean, it builds it up, but... I mean, you have Kevin Owens come out, and he cut a promo. Kevin Owens' promos are always good, especially heading into this uh, sit-down with this Kevin Owens show, uh, um, KO show with Stone Cold. Um, do you think this is going to build into an actual match? It's closing, according to everybody now, according to all the news sites, it's closing night one, so... Yeah, so now, here's 100%. the follow-up. If this does go into a match, is this going to be like a Rowan versus uh, Rowan versus uh, the, the Rock, Rock match? It could very well be like that. Yeah. Would you be disappointed if that was the fact? No. 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 I mean, I maybe it'll like... be more than eight seconds. Yeah, I-, I hope it's an actual match, but unfortunately, if this does, then I could see it being something like that, which. If we expect it, then are you really disappointed? Can you be let down? I don't know. But, but I like this segment. I like yeah. Kevin Owens just basically running down Stone Cold and saying how good of a KO show it'll be. And that it'll be good for Stone Cold because he'll get a nice send-off in Texas. And even though he hates drinking beer, he will drink a beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He will do him that favor. Hmm. So after that, we saw Austin Theory pick up the victory over Ricochet. Again, nothing. Nothing happened in this match. No. I thought we were going to see Ricochet win via distraction from Pat McAfee. Ricochet from SmackDown. Yeah. On WrestleMania Raw. After that, Bianca <sighs> Belair came out, and this, at first, had me kind of worried. Because she was taking I... time to say something, and I thought it was going to be something serious. Oh, I didn't think that. Dude, based on how she was acting and how long it took her to speak, I thought she was going to be like, I'm pregnant and I can't be on WrestleMania or something. Oh, jeez. I thought for sure it was going to be something like that, because she was like, it was emotional looking. But then she yeah. just spoke about Becky Lynch and how Becky Lynch acts. And Becky Lynch tried to jump her from behind, but Bianca Belair got the upper hand. Becky eventually took over, hit her with the chair, and uh, attempted to clip Bianca Belair's hair. But that got reversed into a KOD, and for good measure, she hit it again. And then she cut Becky Lynch's hair. Yeah, she would have made a uh, Brutus the Barber very, very proud at this at this moment. And then they showed uh, off Becky's and, new hair, and it looks good. <laughs> like I don't see. Yeah, there's nothing embarrassing she, about it or anything. No, she she did a good job with that. You know, she did a lot better that job than uh than what happened with uh Sinister Minister and Raven. Yes, on there TNA. was no bloodshed. Yes, yes. So they did. They did. They were successful more so than that segment. Do you think we'll see Bianca Belair incorporate Becky Lynch's hair into her hair? Like Jacqueline and Sable? No. I, I don't think so. Will. I don't think so. But next up, you had Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over uh, Happy Corbin. And yeah, Madcap. Mad and yeah. This was annoying. <laughs> yeah, this is this it's is basically one of those the WrestleMania where... match. Like, why? Yeah. Um, Why is a SmackDown match 
basically the the actual match at WrestleMania taking place on Monday Night Raw. The the in, week in, of. Yeah. Corbin dropped yeah. out, leaving Madcap alone. Corbin obviously beats Madcap, and then Corbin beats up Drew McIntyre afterwards and stole the sword. This did nothing for me. But at all. But I wonder if we could potentially maybe see Happy Corbin turn back into Baron Corbin come WrestleMania because he has the sword. Why? Well, because he has the sword. And? I don't know. I just, I don't know. It'd be nice to hear his theme song again. <laughs> Is he going to like be like, oh, I'm going back to, I am a king. I should be King Corbin again. Interestingly enough, they dropped King from Xavier Woods' name. Hmm. Very interesting. After that, we had segments from Edge, or a segment from Edge, where he basically said that he needed AJ to become what he's become so he can become how he is currently. And I'm definitely pumped for this match. This promo kind of reminded me of Mick Foley with the way he was talking. Like the slow and... Like, this kind of pattern. Yeah, very thought-productive at times. And and then AJ um, Styles later on responded to what Edge said and basically said that Edge changed. He changed his music. He changed his look. And it seems like it's just to get into AJ Styles' head. And that it's actually worked. And Edge is in AJ Styles' head. But all AJ Styles wants to do now is destroy Edge. Definitely, yeah. definitely looking forward to this match. I think that's going to be a really good match, too. But something that I'm not looking forward to. By the to. way, Next I will, up was I will the, definitely be yeah. happy if AJ Styles maybe pulls out some sort of, like, brood gear for his own self or something like that. Just to, like, try to get into Edge's head. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but what, what were you going to say? Something you're not looking forward to? Or... Yeah, this this main event of the evening and their WrestleMania match, but RK Bro wait, picked wait, wait. The, the WrestleMania match. I'm a hundred percent looking forward to RK Bro's WrestleMania match, and I'm certainly um, looking forward to the Usos match. I am not looking forward to uh, RK Bro. I'm more so looking forward to Alpha Academy versus other people. Instead well, of RK Bro well, specifically, yeah, I'm, I'm more so, Alpha Academy wins, but I'm all in it for Alpha Academy. The other people, Street Profits, RK, I don't care. It's just mm. all about Alpha Academy. No, but RK Bro picked up the victory over the Usos, um, and via DQ. Yeah, via DQ. Nakamura and Rick Boogs were ringside. They're obviously there because they're the Usos' opponents at WrestleMania. Looking forward to that match a little less, a lot less, but I'm still looking forward to it than the Raw Tag Team Championship match. But the Street Profits were the ones that caused the DQ. Their faces. Why? Why? Why did that happen? Well, why not? They caused the DQ. I mean, I thought that was so stupid. Why not? I thought that was so, so stupid. Rick Boogs, Nakamura got involved. I just thought it was so stupid. There's a heel tag team in that being the Alpha Academy, and they were nowhere to be found in this. Uh, I see. So you, you'd rather Alpha Academy cause the DQ Would that than... not make most the most sense? 
Okay. Why yeah, would a no, face I... team attack another face team? This to me made absolutely no sense. Survivor Series is not on Sunday. If this was a Survivor Series go home show, perfect. It's WrestleMania. God bless them for closing with the tag team championships for maybe trying to build up the tag team division. Yeah. But to me, that was just like, what the hell was that? And this was not a good episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. But next up, let's talk about some NXT. We're heading into Stand and Deliver, and we kick it off with Imperium. Standing tall on the entrance ramp just to get attacked on the ramp by MSK and Le Knight. Um, yeah, I, I like this entrance. I Well, the opener, you know, I did think that uh, Walter was ready to take out that camera guy. The, well, he did. Yeah. The <laughs> match itself, though, like, I, I guess because I it only- was pretty chaotic. It was it was pretty chaotic. Am I the only person that still isn't a fan of La Knight? Yeah, you have to be. I mean, I don't know. He's generic to me. No, absolutely not. Give him, give absolutely him a mic, and he's not. No, nope. I think that in the on the mic, awesome. In the ring, generic. No, but uh, surprisingly, the NXT crowd chanting Gunther. They didn't expect uh, that from the NXT crowd, but they have now officially embraced the name. Um, the match, though, to me, it was, wasn't my favorite match. It was no. to me, it was just a bunch of nothing. Yeah, not not a solid opener. I think it wasn't bad. It was not bad. It was just chaotic and just wasn't what I would have hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. After I that, we it. saw Dakota Kai looking for uh, Wendy Chu backstage. And then she found all of Wendy Chu's stuff destroyed, and she was worried. So she's continuing her look for that. And later on, Toxic Attraction came out, and Mandy Rose said that Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai took what she said about fighting any woman out of context. So that's how they got booked into a fatal four-way at Stand and Deliver. But she promised to humiliate Cora Jade, rid NXT of Io Shirai, so I do feel like after this match, Io Shirai could very well end up on Raw or SmackDown. Okay. And then send Kaylee Ray back under a bridge or whatever. And then she'll <laughs> continue to cement her legacy as the greatest NXT champion. And then Mandy Rose addressed Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu and how they failed for not beating Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray last week or, or two weeks ago or whatever. No, last week. And then they dumped a bunch of stuff from Wendy Chu out of a bag. And Dakota Kai ran down, tried to take all three of them on. But she obviously got jumped from them. It's three on one. And ultimately, Raquel Gonzalez came out, made the save to help Dakota Kai. Fans went absolutely nuts. And they hugged. And that'll be the match at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai finally reunited they were the first um, champions yeah very it was a nice moment i'm while it's on the topic i can't wait to see a tag team in the future of uh raquel gonzalez and rhea ripley i mean some if point. that happens they point. are but very very good if, friends so exactly i mean i feel like we we have seen them team in nxt before 
I don't know. Um, I feel like we have. But, I know. I, mean, I feel like they might have been on the opposites. Either that or I've just seen maybe pictures of them teaming together like on how, on live events. Because there's that one picture when they all the champions celebrated when Bianca Belair no, no, was no, no, champion no. and Rhea Ripley was champion and then Raquel Gonzalez was champion. No, before that. But, well, I'm just saying hey, that oh, obviously yeah. before that, that was like their whole like click pick Send off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But next up you had Ivy Nile pick up the victory over Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, they showed uh, Tatum Paxley cleaning up the Diamond Mine gym, and Ivy Nile yelled at her, and then she continued to help still, I believe, so I thought she was going to get involved here, but she did not. The arena, though, did start filling up with smoke, and Saray appeared, and it distracted Tiffany Stratton. Ivy Nile took advantage of that and locked Tiffany in that uh, Dragon Sleeper to pick up that victory. The Dragon Sleeper looked a little bit weak. Uh, I don't think so. That's the same one that uh, Alistair Black used to do and a few other people. And that's like, to me, one know, of I'm... the best looking Dragon Sleepers. I don't know. For me, I like the actual Dragon Sleeper where they sit down with it and lock it in. This one, standing, it's like the different angle one. I like it. I don't know. It is a different. I think it's the angle that I don't like. But, yeah. You probably just don't understand it. <laughs> Obviously. Duh. After that, Tommaso Ciampa spoke about what he created with the fans and how that they've always been there for him. And he said that in Dallas, they, as in us, the fans, will create magic one more time. And um, then he put the chair against the wall, which had the date he debuted and the date of stand and deliver. Is this the uh, the end? I don't know, but Tony D'Angelo had a response video later on and said that he needs Champa removed from NXT in order for him to control everything. So D'Angelo is basically guaranteeing that it will be Champa's final match in NXT, and then after that, he gets to control control the the brand. Hopefully I mean, that's not the end of Champa in WWE. Yeah, because that would, I mean, that would be weird. I don't know. I feel like they built him up so much, but I guess greener pastures? Question mark. I don't know. I don't know. But next, yeah, next up you had Briggs and Jensen pick up the victory over Legado del Fantasma. Um, Can we talk about that horizontal elbow drop from the ring post that Joaquin nah. Wilde did? Like you have to have some nice. sort of like extreme inside core to do that move. The the flagpole gimmick that people do. I feel like I've seen you do it before. I've might have <laughs> I feel like I've seen you do that before and successfully nailed a backflip off of it. I, I feel like if I were to do that the pole would fall. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I'm just super strong, you know, bro. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's yeah, duh. But we saw Electra Lopez get up on the apron, which distracted Briggs. But then Fallon Henley attacked Lopez, which distracted Joaquin Wild. And then Briggs caught a, a 450 choke slam. And prior to hitting the choke slam, the choke slam, he hit Raul Mendoza with a big boot, and 
that like combination of move, just catching that 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 four fifty with the choke slam, the choke itself, I should say, to me gave me some uh, some psycho Sid vibes. Okay, I could see that. I feel I'm like Sid for... would have caught a top rope move with a choke slam. Yeah, of course. I thought that was pretty I mean, cool. Yeah, that that was one of the reasons why I was such a big fan of him. Because he uh, could catch a choke slam. Yeah, I was a huge fan of. I'm I'm a huge powerbomb and choke slam mark. I will mark for anybody that does a choke slam and a powerbomb. Uh, if you had the tombstone, then that explains a lot. <laughs> I I, uh, <laughs> I think you might be a fan of Kane and Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if only I was made famous. Yeah, but after that, we saw Von Wagner pick up the victory over Bodie Hayward. Uh, Jack of Time did Japanese commentary. And Sophia Cromwell showed up, who was, I guess, with the Robert Stone brand. But we don't really know much about her just yet. Um, yeah. for, for me, this match started off a little shaky. It, for me, it even ended shaky. I mean, I thought I don't overall know. it was okay. I was just there for jacket time. Yeah, and and uh, Von Wagner attacked them afterwards and and ripped Ikamanjiro's jacket. Yeah, total disrespect. Yeah, and um, next up you had Joe Gacy pick up the victory over Anthony. Um, Draco Anthony. Yeah, Draco Anthony. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Anthony something else. I, <laughs> I didn't know where you go with that. Um, yeah, no. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about Joe Gacy. This match, it was okay. It was good. But Joe Gacy, I don't know. I feel like I've seen this sort of thing play out way too many times. And I thought here we were going to see Draco pick up the victory with a distraction from Zion Quinn. All right. I feel like that's going to, some somewhere down the line, it's going to lead to some sort of maybe tag team match between the four of them. Mm-hmm. So... After okay. that, we saw Nikita. What? I could see that. We saw Nikita Lyons pick up the victory over Sloan Jacobs, formerly Notorious Mimi, um, who I feel like just worked AEW recently, but also just got signed like two, three weeks ago to WWE. No, um, this I, this match I don't know Nikita I I there's moves I like and then there's moves I don't like like it was, I hate it was just a spotlight for her so it wasn't like yeah it was just a spotlight but there's like I don't like the, the like the slow sidekicks like I'm not a big fan of it I don't like those things afterwards we saw Lash Legend cut a promo so. I have to assume it's going to lead to some sort of match between the two of them as well. I feel like we haven't seen Lash Legend wrestle in quite some time. Now, is it true that Lash Legend is actually related to Larry Legend? Come on. That was false? I don't think I don't think that's accurate. Hmm. And definitely not named after Lash LaRue. I don't think so. I mean, I that could definitely be she could be the raging Cajun. I have no idea. Okay. All right. At least I'm 50% clarified on that. Thank you. Thank you. Main but on to the main event. Yes. Cameron Grimes picked up the victory over Roderick Strong and A-Kid to get into that North American Championship ladder match. How disappointed are you, Brandon, that A-Kid is not in there? Yeah. I. First of all, 
We saw Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out. We saw Santos Escobar come out. We saw Solo Sokoa. We saw Grayson Waller and Sanga come out all to watch this match. They're the other participants. Well, most of them are the, the other participants. And I thought it was a really good match. But I wish the match was longer. And it really did surprise me that A-Kid isn't moving on to stand and deliver. Because I think he would have been really fun to watch in this. But yeah, this week on NXT UK, he said that it, it's very confusing. Because he said that he's back on NXT UK, but he hasn't like not been on. Like he's still been there. So it doesn't make sense that he's back. But it made it seem like he's not going to be in the United States NXT anymore. Why would they say that he's back? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I misheard it. I have no idea. But it, I seem, just... it seems like they like maybe they changed the storylines. You know, is the UK all pre-recorded? Yeah. I wonder if maybe they changed the storyline on NXT, where maybe he was supposed to be taken out at some point. I have no idea. But because of popularity, they didn't take him out. But they they didn't have that. To me, they have not done anything to build up A-Kid on NXT here. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa. Maybe it was just a a few weeks of a talent exchange because A-Kid was here. And then Roderick Strong was also, I mean, he was in this match. But Roderick Strong's also been in the UK. And next week is going to be Roddy versus versus, uh, Ilya Dragunov for the championship. Very true. But all the participants afterwards said that they were going to win. And it led to a brawl to end the show. Yeah. But that led us into NXT UK. Yeah. And Zaya Brookside picked up the victory over Amel, where an unknown to commentary woman attacked Amel behind the referee's back, which helped Zaya Brookside win. And then we later find out that it's Eliza Alexander, who formerly was Lizzie Evo in the UK. So I'm definitely looking forward to more of that with Zia Brookside, more of like a, a bratty heel, maybe of like a Shawn Michaels diesel situation, even though the height's not there. <laughs> okay. uh, after that, they aired a vignette for Isla Dawn with the NXT UK Women's Championship, and she said that she wants something from Mako Satamora, so if Mako wants the title back, then she has to give her what she wants from Mako, but they didn't, like, specify what it was that she wanted just yet. And next match, we saw Trent Seven pick up the victory over Ashton Smith, and Trent Seven used the ropes to try to pin Ashton Smith. Smith rolls out of it, and then Seven ends up grabbing Smith's trunks for, for leverage to pick up the victory anyway. So Trent here continues to seem like he's turning heel. I know Tyler Bate was kind of like, what are you doing, bruh? Yeah. But he's like, I got to do what I got to do to to win. And this was a match to see if Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter were going to get a, another tag title shot. And Carter was pissed off. He was yelling about it afterwards. And Trent just brushed it off as like, oh, it's just veteran work. Basically like a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Yeah. After that, we saw Tate Mayfair's making his NXT UK debut, picking up the victory over Kenny Williams. Definitely a surprising victory here because you wouldn't have expected somebody coming in to 
win like that, but they were brawling outside of the ring and Sam Gradwell showed up and he prevented Kenny Williams from getting back in the ring. Like just, if you want to get back in the ring, square up, face off against me. And he tossed Mayfair's back into the ring and it cost Williams the match. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> nice little uh, aspect to the match. Yeah. And then the main event, we saw Noam Dar pick up the victory over Mark Coffey to retain the NXT UK Heritage Cup. And I think these matches, under those rules specifically, are always so enjoyable to watch. And the first fall we saw come in round, in round two from Noam Dar. And Mark Coffey was pissed off about that. So he started off round three super hot. Ends up getting the pin on Noam Dar. And it seemed like Noam Dar was knocked out. But when they rang the bell for round four, it turned out he was playing possum. He didn't get the pin, but he did at the end of the round uh, hold on to a submission move after the bell rang. And then Shaw Samuels got involved, which distracted Mark Coffey. And it allowed Noam Dar to hit his finisher and pick up the victory. And I still have no idea Solid how end. most of these NXT UK guys got screwed out of not being in WW2K22. And the Heritage Cup mm. and the Heritage Cup rule matches, I have no idea. Yeah. But NXT UK, that was that. Moving over to Stand and Deliver, a live big arena crowd for NXT in years. Hmm. It's been over two years, I believe. Wow. Stand and Deliver taking place at the American Airlines Center, Dally, Texas. Kickoff show for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We've got Toxic Attraction defending their titles against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Now, why is this the pre-show? I guess because there's every other match is already taken. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I guess so, uh, but I think that... Has like five matches, so... Yeah, but even still, I wouldn't put the Women's Tag Team Championship on the pre-show. I would have put the Men's Tag Team Championship on the pre-show. Or No, that was Dusty I mean, Cup related. Uh, you're certainly know. not going to just put LA Knight versus Gunther, but... I mean, I I would. Yeah, but, but that's... I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense, but I would. Um, but I'm going to go with Kaya and Raquel Gonzalez on this one. Oh, I mentioned it before, L.A. Knight and Gunther. Got to say L.A. Knight. Oh, you're going with that one? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were starting from Toxic Attraction. We we already, we just Oh, who did you choose? Raquel and Dakota Kai. Okay, yeah, same here. Uh, For L.A. Knight and Gunther, I'm going to go with L.A. Knight. Uh, The only other non-title match, Tony D'Angelo versus Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to go with D'Angelo. What you got, brother? What you got? I'm going to say Champa. Oh, going to head out. Actually, with no, his I can't. Ball. I'm going to say D'Angelo. Ah, the switcheroonie. All right. Well, next up, let's go for the fatal four way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defending against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. I'm going to go with Cora Jade. I am following suit, going with Cora Jade. Nice, nice. 
All right, let's keep it growing. Triple Threat Tag Team Mash for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Imperium taking on the Creed Brothers, taking on MSK. Grizzle Young Veterans got screwed, and I'm going to say the Creed Brothers. I agree with you. Why is why are they not in here? Um, I'm going to go with the Creed Brothers too. Why are they not in WWE 2K22? Uh, because they are the grizzled young vets, and they don't get respect. For the North American Championship, a fatal five-way ladder match. Cameron Grimes challenging Grayson Waller. Solo Sokoa Santos Escobar challenging the champion Carmelo Hayes. I'm going to say Carmelo Hayes retains. I'm going to follow suit. I think Carmelo Hayes uh, retains as well. We're just going to pick everybody the same. Why not? Because there's no way for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler, the champion. Dolph Ziggler, I'm going to pick Braun Breaker. Uh, We might as well stay together. Braun Breaker. Moving over to WrestleMania (laughs) later on in the night. Taking place at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. The most stupendous two-night event in WrestleMania history. Night one. Uno. Drew McIntyre taking on Happy Corbin. I'm going to go with Drew. Yeah. I find it very difficult to believe Happy Corbin would be picking up the victory there. Yeah. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Usos taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I'm going to say the Usos. I'm going to say the Usos as well. A normal tag team match, the New Day. Normal Xavier Woods, no longer King Woods for some reason. And Kofi Kingston taking on Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch just uh, ringside for his WrestleMania debut. Everybody's losing their king. I'm going to say New Day. I'm going to follow suit with New Day. Um, Let's go for the tag team match. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. Which, by the way, I saw a training video from Logan Paul that WWE posted. He's looking pretty good in the ring. Hmm. Last year, we saw Miz and Morrison lose to Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I think we're going to see Rey Mysterio and Dominic win this match. And I hope Rey and Dominic have some really cool WrestleMania gear. I agree with you. I'm going to go Rey Mysterio and Dominic as well. For the Raw Women's Championship, we have Becky Lynch defending the title against Bianca Belair. I'm going to say Bianca Belair. I'm going to say Bianca Belair as well. That That's one thing I'm not a fan of, that we have the Raw Women's and um, Raw Women's and SmackDown Women's on the same night. I feel like it should be separated. Well, it was supposed to be the main event, and uh, Charlotte Flair will be defending the title against Royal Rumble winner Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Ronda Rousey wins this. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey as well. Seth Rollins taking on Cody Rhodes, perhaps, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, asterisk. I'm going to say whoever shows up to face Seth Rollins is going yeah. to win against Seth Rollins, unless it's Shane McMahon. In that case, then Seth Rollins will beat Shane McMahon. Yeah, I agree. I'm going Cody. And maybe Shane McMahon will lose to Seth Rollins, and then Cody Rhodes will come out and beat Seth Rollins. 
I don't know. I'm going Cody. I'm and going then we Cody. have the KO show that will most likely turn into Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. And I'm obviously picking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold all the way. Night 2, April, Sunday, April 3rd, we have a fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Queen Zelina and Carmella defending the titles against Sasha Banks, Naomi, of course, we call them Team Bad, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and then Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I'm going to say Team Bad walks out as Tag Team Champions. Oh, I'm going to go with Team Ripley and Morgan. Hmm. There we go. We're starting to go a little bit different. Uh, Let's go with it. Anything goes match. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. I'm going to go Knoxville. I am saying Knoxville as well, and I really, 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 really hope Butterbean returns. I really, really hope <laughs> Butterbean returns. There, For those that do not know, you have Butterbean in... Uh, Jackass won, I think. But Butterbean, more importantly, former WrestleMania winner. Yes, uh, that as well. Of the Brawl. Uh, next up, you have Pat McAfee pick, uh, picking up a victory. Obviously, you know, my pick. With uh, taking on Austin Theory, I'm going Pat McAfee. Do we think Shane McMahon screws Austin Theory? Ooh. Uh, I want to see Pat McAfee. Shane McMahon in every... I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you just want two nights of Shane McMahon. I'm going to say McAfee picks up the victory here. Um, yeah. um, also, For sure. I don't know. It feels like Austin Theory would be picking up the victory here. Yeah. I'm going to uh, say Austin I'm Theory. I'm sticking with McAfee. I'm going to say Austin Theory. All right. All right. Uh, How about this one? match. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Lose-lose situation. Got to be Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Lashley, too. Edge take it on AJ Styles. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna say it's AJ. hard. Beca- huh? I'm saying AJ. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say AJ, too. You have that redemption aspect played into there. I mean, it's not... It, they're both veterans. I'm going AJ. Um, let's go for the triple threat tag team... Match taking place for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. RK Bro defending against Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Please, please, please. Alpha Academy. Yeah, I'm going with Alpha Academy as well. And I really hope Randy Orton has the snakeskin trunks that we saw last year or a different variation of them that we ended up not seeing him wear. Mm. But the but now probable, on to most likely main event. <laughs> The yeah. winner-takes-all match to unify the WWE Championship and the WWE Universal Championship. Of course, Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion, versus Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar, the Roman, uh, the Royal Rumble winner from this year. Very unnecessary. Also, the way that he won the WWE Championship. Very unnecessary. <laughs> but we have this match. I it, To me, it has to be Roman Reigns. It has to be Roman Reigns. Next year's WrestleMania is in Hollywood. The main event writes itself. Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Oh. Have Roman Reigns hold on to the championship for for as long as he needs to. Brock doesn't need the championship. Roman Reigns doesn't really need the championship, but he's already making history here. All right. I'm going to... I really... I think this is going to be a good match. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns, too. 
it sucks. I will say that Roman Reigns right now is at like almost 580 something days as Universal Champion. Wow. But come WrestleMania, if he's to win, that gets reset to one, in my opinion. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I I don't think that gets reset to one. I think that that How more so just be, I think that it just becomes an asterisk. It becomes a new championship. I don't I don't It, it um, would be the the WWE Unified Universal Champion or whatever. No, that's true. I think. That's true. I don't see him going up to like Bruno San Martino holding the title status. Mhm. I don't see him holding it like Hulk Hogan or Backlund. Yeah. But like it's very possible that he could be up there. Yeah, I hear you. So that's WrestleMania. I know it's goofy. I'm going to speak about SmackDown right now. And they opened with a nice video package for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And actually explained that the Battle Royal was Andre the Giant's like match. He has the most Battle Royal wins in WWE history. Uh, it was very surprising to see Dolph Ziggler in there and Tommaso Ciampa because they weren't advertised for this. But Mad Cat Moss ends up winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Very unexpected. Happy Corbin came out and tried to, I guess, save Mad Cat Moss, but he left the ringside area. And I feel like had I known Champa was going to be in this, I might have picked him to win, but I picked Finn Balor. He got eliminated last. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with this and Mad Cat Moss, but Corbin is a former winner of that as well. First match, uh, after that match, uh, Ricochet picked up the victory over Los Lotharios to retain the Intercontinental Championship. This was a triple threat match. It was a good match. I liked Angel preventing Ricochet from hitting a springboard, only to have Umberto hit a springboard arm drag. I thought that was really nice. And they spent a majority of the match uh, really doing two-on-one until Umberto tried to pin Angel. And I think the outcome was obvious, but the end of this match was really nice. The the 630 on Angel right pops up into he pops right up into the the recoil on Umberto and I thought that was a really nice finish. After that, Team Bad picked up the victory over Queen Zelina and Carmella. Natalia and Shayna Baszler were ringside as were Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I would have preferred for this to have been like a fatal four-way singles match. And I also thought the champions should have won this match because I thought going into Mania, maybe Team Bad would pick up that match, but I don't know at this point. After that, Charlotte cut an awful promo mentioning the Oscars as if I couldn't care less about this or couldn't care any less about this uh, feud right now. They do more and more, and it just makes me less and less interested. And I can't wait for this feud to be done. Earlier in the night, they showed Shayna Baszler training with Ronda Rousey. I don't even think they mentioned that Shayna Baszler was there. But after that, we saw Austin Theory attack Pat McAfee. During Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance, Pat was up on the the table dancing, and he chased Austin Theory all the way to the back, and Theory runs into McMahon's office. 
Pat McAfee kicks the door in. Vince McMahon, super pissed, yells at him. Threatens to take away his WrestleMania match. Go do your job. Goes back ringside to do his job. Rick Boogs is facing Jimmy Uso, and that ends up in a no contest. Boogs, during this portion of the match, I thought was very impressive. He did a, a military slam, a military press from his knees, and and carried Jimmy up to a standing position. But Austin Theory made his way back out to the ringside area, threw a drink in Pat McAfee's face. Balor ends up attacking uh, Austin Theory, throws him back into the ring, everybody brawls. They call the match off, and it turns into a six-man tag. Austin Theory teamed up with the Usos, picked up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Rick Boogs. Pretty much a throwaway match. Wasn't a bad match, though. It was cool to see Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura team up. And then afterwards, I liked seeing Michael Cole talk Pat down. The closing of SmackDown. Truly, truly, truly bizarre. They closed with happy talk, which I was expecting Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Not happy talk. Very bizarre to close with this. Corbin basically ran down his WrestleMania history, winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, retiring Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 35. And then Corbin made fun of Drew McIntyre's mom dying? And Madcap... He sent Madcap after McIntyre when McIntyre came out. He got taken out, and then McIntyre destroyed the the set of Happy Talk. Truly bizarre. That's SmackDown. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll return with Chris after a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped, and I'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium. I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Got to give it up to Manscaped every single week. Use the coupon codeless. Use the coupon code regardless to save yourself 20% and free shipping. Um, I, I, uh, we're packing to go to Disney in a couple weeks. Awesome. So, uh, dude, I'm, it's finally April and it's like finally like, 14 days, like 13 days away, so I'm like getting real hyped about it. Um, but I may try. I pack some uh, some crop uh, some crop duster in, there, in my bag. <laughs> I thought you were hey, say some crop tops. I was like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's all I'm wearing. Beer gut hanging out, crop tops all week. Um, but yeah, I, I I put some foot spray in there. I put some of the uh, deodorants in my bag as well. You know, because it's gonna be long days of walking around. Don't want to be all super chafy and uh, you know. Not fun down there, especially for long days at the park. So go to manscape.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save yourself some money. Uh, as you can hear, this wonderful succulent voice. It's Chris. I'm back. Um, I have nothing. My week's been my week. Lacrosse. That's it. I've been doing nothing fun. All I've been doing is uh, lacrosse. Lax. Bra. So... Um, I, we have had, I've had three lacrosse broadcasts so far this week. I've got one tonight. I've got another tomorrow and then Sunday I have off and then we do it all again next week and then again the next week until we go to Disney. So counting the days now that we're in April. So that's what's going on with me. And let's talk about AEW. We'll start off from last week. Rampage, um, started off the show with a brutal, brutal match between Lance Archer and the natural Dustin Rhodes, where Lance Archer kicked the crap out of him, essentially, to the point that students had to run down to the ring um, and make sure that Dustin Rhodes was okay. He got choke slams through the commentator table, and that there was like, I guess it was a, that was the match. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why this happened. Like, I don't like Lance Archer beat Dustin Rhodes up to the point where they had me thinking that this was them writing Dustin out of the company. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think he's gonna. He, I don't. I don't, I don't get it. Like, this was such a like. There was nothing that took place beforehand. Like, uh, yes, they've had like a feud in the past, but like that was like the past. There was nothing yeah. to like be like, oh, screw you, screw you, and then let's have a, a death match. I was like, yeah, that's oh. right. But I thought it was a, it was a brutal match. It's a way to keep Lance Archer, uh, you know, hyped up as a lethal big 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 man, and it kind of showed that alliance that he still has with uh, with Dan Lambert by him uh, coming out to the ring with him. So yeah. it's 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 a, it's a, an ace in the back pocket of Dan Lambert, but he's already got two aces. Up his sleeve in all ego, Ethan Page and the TNT champion Scorpio Sky. A lot of people are missing Jake Roberts. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a good association. Maybe Jake Roberts will come back with somebody else. But anywho, next up, uh, you have two back-to-back backstage promos. You have Jay Lethal talking about how he put Adam Cole and Ricky Starks to the limit, and their blemishes on his record. They both had to cheat to win. He's there has to be a better way 
but he has to figure it out, and he has some thinking to do. And then after this, he gives Fuego Del Sol a microphone, um, saying that, you know, he had to fight for everything. Chris Jericho poked fun of him, and he said to the House of Black, he's ready to fight. The lights go out, and the House of Black shows up. <laughs> they beat down Fuego Del Sol, they and then him. the Dark Order uh, runs out. So this is, a, a, this is a cool feud going forward, the Dark Order, who are, you know, super over in AEW, and the House of Black, who are, you know, the best trio right now going in the, in the company. And uh, I guess Fuego Del Sol will not join, but join Dark or uh, Dark Order. It's like he'll be aligned. He'll be an ally <laughs> of the Dark Order, just like how Hangman Adam Page is. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, then, no- I mean, we had another promo after that with Dan Lambert, where he announced the TBS Championship is no longer an open challenge. The TBS Championship? Uh, TNT Championship. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Don't mean to disrespect Jade Cargill. You better not. We're going to talk about Jade Cargill uh, when we talk about Dynamite. And if you want the TNT Championship, you better earn your shot. Not better. You need like to that. earn your shot. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. You know, because since, since its inception, it's been, you know, Cody Rhodes' John Cena-esque uh, uh, open challenges. And now, listen, it, it makes the ratings matter. And it makes who you would defeat matter. The rankings, not ratings. Ratings don't matter anymore. There's too many platforms and, you know, basic TV is a thing of the past. Uh, but after this, you have Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle Riley pick up the victory over Alan Angels, number 5 and 10, of the Dark Order. Uh, post-match, though, you have Red Dragon beating down Dark Order and Jurassic Express. Uh, Jurassic Express. And Christian Cage run down to even the odds and chase Red Dragon off. Is that weird that it was them instead of Dark Order making the save for Dark Order? Um, yes and no. Because, yes, it's kind of weird. Why wouldn't the Dark Order's huge? Why wouldn't they all come run down? Right. But also, too, it continues the feud with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I think I wish this match was longer because I, I feel like five minutes is too short for a Red Dragon match. But, yeah, for uh, sure. the bigger thing from this was that Undisputed Elite, as they're now being called, is uh, they took all the titles. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about their and championships. I popped, uh, Adam Cole's to impress with it. With the yeah, uh, I know. I thought I thought it was funny. Very funny. Next up, you have the recipients of the first ever Chris Jericho Sports Entertainer of the Week Award, Nyla Rose. Uh, picking up the victory over Maddie Renkowski. Um, I like this. I like this about Jericho. I thought it was very funny. They gave it a lower third. Um, but, you know, squash match. Hype it up uh, Nyla Rose again. Yeah, it's under a minute. And I went and checked, by the way, where, like, Nyla seems to always appear to be the first opponent. I think it was yeah. for everybody except for Britt Baker. And then really? eventually okay, got to Britt Baker. But... And then eventually got to Britt Baker. So, squash match, you know, uh, Taz said it's a direct message sent to the new AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Um, next up, you had QT. I like this whole this whole thing. QT Martel's presentation of the Certificate of Accomplishment to Hook. Uh, it went south because Hook then took Aaron Solo and smashed his head through the frame. And the best part about this entire thing was Hook walking out and Dan Housen coming out and trying to curse him, and he wasn't affected. And the the reaction from Dan Housen was priceless. You know, you know while, these are, while I ahead. was watching this, I was thinking, why is a, 
a face doing that to a, a face completely forgetting that hook is not i mean really supposed to be a face he's a super tweener yeah that just like that just like he's super it, but it's also too it's two internet darlings putting them together that the marks love i was bad when i saw dan has walked out i was like oh man awesome is, is he still injured i don't know what's so, um so if you listen to podcasts which you don't um uh, this week, uh, last week on AEW Unrestricted, uh, he was the guest, which was hands down a fantastic interview. Um, and he said, you know, he's waiting. You know, he talks to the doctors every single week, and uh, you know they're gonna they're uh, assessing him as they go. But also, too, they're not gonna. He said he's like, I'm not telling everybody when I'm gonna make my debut match. He goes, Why would I do such a thing? You want you want people to to be surprised. But he says he has new gear, he has new entrance music, he's just waiting to get the uh, thumbs up from the doctors. Oh, is that the... I guess I saw a news article that said AEW Superstar has new theme song. Yeah. Um, They probably just, you know, what, ringside news probably just copy and pasted from that entire (sighs) I don't know. Um, God, did you see that saga or no? What saga? Me versus ringside news and wrestling. No, 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 I didn't. (laughs) No, but those are like the two news sites, news with a Z, that everybody can't stand. It's because Z- Wrestling Z- Inc. posted a an article saying that Nikki Bella can't wait to hear Vader's speech at the Hall of Fame. I saw, okay, I saw that thing. And to. literally, I saw that post within like two minutes of them posting it, and I'm like, get out of here, there's no way she said that. I click into their article, I'm reading line for line what they wrote, and I'm like... There's no way. And then they sourced it, the the video of Nikki Bella saying it. So I went and watched that whole video of Nikki Bella talking. And she does not say his speeches. And I called Wrestling okay. Inc. for it. I called them out right away for it. And then Ringside News quoted, they used Wrestling Inc.'s transcript. Yeah, they do because they're all a bunch of losers, and they have the, like Carl Anderson has gone on Twitter and said Ringside News is the worst. I know Matt Cardona has been said it as well. A lot of people within the professional wrestling landscape, the only like two real freaking um, news sites. Uh, new, news sites are Sean Ross Sapp and Ryan Satin. Those are the only two people that I give any sort of shred of credibility to within the WrestleZone. They don't even spell spell check their uh, and do grammatical errors on their things. And it's ridiculous. They blocked us. They blocked us for me calling them out for a sexist tweet and they were like, how is this sexist? And then like other people were like, brother, it's sexist. So they deleted From their mom's basement. How's it sexist? (laughs) Mom! But, uh, but yeah, so I called Wrestling Inc. out for it, and then they eventually corrected it, but they didn't, like, come out and say, whoops, we goofed, we screwed up, Nikki Bella didn't actually say that, and then Ringside News, it's, it's probably still up on Ringside News, probably and by is. the time, they're like, if you still go to that page on Wrestling Inc., all the comments are like, Nikki Bella's dumb, she's so stupid, of course she would say something like this, she's an idiot. And it's like there's no, there was no correction whatsoever, and it's like, and then people were arguing. Ringside News, when I posted, I was like, that's not accurate. Here's everything. Like I posted all my like actual information about it, and the the people are like, how's that not accurate? I actually heard her say it. I'm like, no, you didn't hear her say it. You heard her yep. say this. She never says I'm excited to hear Vader's speech. Idiot. Well, 
Um, you know, I was going to say something, but let's get back to Ricky AEW. Starks picked up the victory over Swerve Scott to retain the, uh, or Swerve Strickland to retain the FT, uh, W I'm also at FTR, <laughs> the FTW championship, which was easily the best match from rampage. Oh, absolutely. These guys can totally work. Um, you know, and it played into the storyline afterwards because you have Stark's whole entourage coming to the ring to help Stark celebrate. And then you have Keith Lee come out and decimate everybody. And you have Hobbs and Keith Lee uh, starting to brawl. Yeah, well, Hobbs got involved in the match behind the referee's back. And that ended the match, basically. So, yeah. to me, at least, Swerve's first loss in AEW comes at the hands of Will Hobbs. Yeah. But, uh... That aftermath thing was kind of goofy where they had like that FTW sign. Okay. I didn't get that. And then Keith Lee kicked his way through it, beat them up, and then went to the ring and they brawled with Team Taz. It's great. It's a, it's a, but it's like a, where, it's a gift machine, Keith Lee. But like that, that like cheerleader thing hasn't been there before, right? I, I can't remember. recall seeing I, something those, those like things that. I really don't pay attention to. So. Uh, but all in all, another great hour of television from uh, AEW and Rampage. Let's hop over to Wednesday night in Columbia, South Carolina. AEW Dynamite, you start the show off with wrestling. CM Punk picks up the victory over Platinum Max Caster. Um, yeah, I think you knew with Max... I thought Max Caster's rap was great. Bro, I'm still... like I'm shocked as to how Tony Khan okayed Max Caster... Rapping about Hunter Biden smoking crack, <laughs> like that shocked yes, and me. Evan also too about the the Z Pack thing. I don't even care about the Z Pack. The fact that he took Hunter Biden smoking crack, like that, yeah. I feel like is like a, an off topic, like a no 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 thing. I yeah, was like, how's that a thing? That's I thought it was fucking uh, funny. I th- it was it was great. You know, you knew the first line of that thing had to be some sort of Will Smith reference. Yeah. Um, the bigger yeah. thing of this though was. Uh, was CM Punk afterwards where CM Punk just wants the title. He wants the gold. That's it. I understand. So after, I guess, Adam Cole and uh, Adam Page, you'll have Adam. Maybe all all out will be uh, CM Punk versus uh, Adam Page. Is that in Chicago again, or is that not known yet? That's usually in Chicago. I feel like all of them have been in Chicago. After that, we saw MJF so. come out and... Uh... Or was it backstage where he hyped up the Pinnacle no, you members? Ba- yeah, you had a backstage uh, promo with FTR where MJF kind of inserted himself. And Smart Mark also inserted himself by uh, posting pictures of, uh, you know, wanted this man should not be here and it being Wardlow, which I thought was very funny. It was all, nice the, all over the uh, the ringside area. Yes. It was, but FTR yeah, was like, we're look, we're friends with you and we're friends with Wardlow. And then he's like, yeah. you know, Wardlow used to talk trash about you guys. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I, but again, I think we're starting to get the baby face turn. Yeah. And I, and we spoke about it last week. Eventually, FTR is going to turn baby face. There'll be a new pinnacle. You know, we mentioned Bear Country, which would be a great tag team to add into there. Also, Miro's um, not doing so, anything. Don't know where Miro is. Maybe yeah. he'll be added. I think he's injured. I don't think so. I no? think right now he might be filming in. I saw one tweet somewhat recently that he was filming in Brooklyn. Filming Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Is he filming in Brooklyn? I'm filming in Barclay Center. Yeah, right. Imagine. Um, let's see. Uh, what, what culture is saying yet uh, reveals that he's currently living in Brooklyn, working on an unnamed pilot. So, 
hey, listen, good for him. It, it, it's uh, nice that, uh, you know, AEW superstars can go out and do other things. Um, just like how John Moxley's the GCW champion last night uh, defended it successfully against AJ Gray on Dynamite this week. He had a successful victory over Jay Lethal, which I thought this match was awesome. I want to know. I'm what, liking. Come, I like. How come Regal uh, wasn't with him? He did. He came on. No, he didn't come on commentary. He came on commentary later. That's right. I don't know. Maybe they're just letting to go out and do his thing, like uh, Shredder and Ninja Turtles Two, when he just let Token and Razor go and play and you know destroy things. They should have done one of those awkward camera cuts of Regal watching uh, the uh, television <laughs> like screen back, on the side of him. Backwards. But I thought the match was great. I thought the ending was very cool, too. You know, Lethal trying to get the uh, lethal injection. Moxley uh, hits the roll-up and uh, gets, the, gets the pin. Great win for John Moxley. Yeah, and they shook hands afterwards, so. Good. Lethal, obviously, I mean, based off of what he said on Rampage, it's going to be like they're going to book him to lose for years now. Until not years, years, but like, hey, maybe maybe he's one of the guys that joins the Blackpool uh, Battle Fight Club thing. I don't know. There could be a a good yeah. You know what? You have two veterans in there, and I take that back. Veterans and Danielson and Moxley. I feel like uh, Lethal will kind of get lost in the shuffle. I mean, he's uh, but someone lost, so it can't be lost anymore. I mean, well, he's getting he's getting TV time. So yeah, I mean, he had this. He had a match on Rampage. He had a match last week on on dynamite so they're still featuring him you know if not fe- and, he, and he's featured on ring of honor that's uh tonight which is now yesterday or you know whenever you're watching that a great match against it was now 10 years ago <laughs> yeah right brand is probably going back and listening to it um next up after this you had a, a nice highlight package highlighting the problem marina shafir you know talking about how she's been you know she's been a, a problem on dark she's been a problem on elevation i feel like this is finally her time to uh Get a match on Rampage, and we'll talk about her in a little bit. But afterwards, you had the AAA, AAA Tag Team Champions, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, picking up the victory over the Gun Club. Um, loved the Scott Hall-inspired gear. You gear. know, it's weird. People forgot that, like, that's not new gear. It's not, really? No. We, we've I... seen that in, uh, it was September. Oh, really? Why? I wonder why. Hmm. Interesting. But... Anyway, you know, even with Billy Gunn's interference, FTR still picks up the win. Uh, afterwards, you have MJF, who, you know, joins uh, commentary, uh, joined FTR in the ring. They go to celebrate. Um, and during this match, we didn't even say it, Wardlow makes his way, destroys all everybody, and makes his way out to the ring, and then he uh, has to exit the arena. This was the most WCW thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you and like all of the AEW do, dude. A- they paused the match for Wardlow to to like interrupt. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Wardlow like beat like they were wrestling, obviously, and then they're like, "What's this? What's this?" And they cut to backstage. Wardlow shows up. He beats up security guards, makes his way down. Beats up more security guards, and then gets taken out. And then as soon as he gets taken out, the match resumed. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you and all the internet wrestling community were, no. were, were saying that, dude. That like as soon as that happened, I'm like, what? What's happening with the match? But yep, Gun Club cheated a bunch of times and had no effect. Yep, I guess they have to just become the ass boys now. Next up, you have a back. Oh, and then FTR yelled at MJF afterwards and blamed him. Good. Let them. See? Babyface turn here. Yeah. Should we talk about 
Should we talk about the prompt, the, the heated promo that FTR had later in the night about it? Let's talk about it. FTR saying they want the best. They want to be the best wrestling in the world. And they challenge the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, FTR 2. It'll probably happen to Double or Nothing. Because Double or Nothing 2. Get it. Um, and so we're going to get that. And the roles are going to kind of be reversed here. Where FTR is going to be the baby faces. And the Bucks are going to be the heels. Cool. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be a match that's going to be in front of people. So you're, I bet you the crowd will be super hot for this. Now, as I was going to talk about, you have the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. Uh, there's only five of us, and no one else is going to join. And if you're trying, I say GFY. <laughs> that used to be an old-school hardcore band, uh, New York uh, hardcore band. But then uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society is ambushed by Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. So, Which they had them at first, but the, the Jericho Appreciation Society took over. I think this segment could have been a little shorter. Okay. But right. overall, I enjoyed uh, in, uh, what it was. Who, so now it's it's three on two. Who do you think the other two guys will be joining Eddie Kingston and pa- Proud and Powerful? Homicide and Hernando. Kind of, <laughs> um, uh, no, you can't do No, that. obviously um, no. But I mean, Homicide's not obviously right no, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Homicide's having a run right now. Is the NWA uh, light heavyweight champ, whatever it is. They, he just got crowned at the first one. Um, so you could bring him in. Forbidden Door, brother. Anyway, next up, awesome wrestling match. Brian Daniels. Jade Cargill, up. though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jade Cargill having her old baddies section now. Um, and Smart Mark uh, says, you know, she's got two opponents that she could choose from, and he picks the librarian. And Jay Cargill said, well, who is the other one? Marina Shafir? She wants some Marina Shafir. So, cool. That, like, 20-second promo that they aired earlier, I was like, oh, that's cool. We're about to see Marina Shafir in a match. And then we didn't, and then they did this, and I'm like, oh, we're about to see Marina Shafir in a match. No, I'm assuming <laughs> it'll probably be next so week. Funny. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you have the TBS title hopefully defended on TBS next week, so Brandon can. Uh, I would like uh, for like Marina Shafir to win or I, something. I don't like Jade Cargill's like, oh, my thirtieth victory should be special, but it's like I don't get why. Like, why is that? They did that with Har- Hikaru Shida too, and then Hikaru Shida didn't, didn't get the victory, and then she did get the victory. Oh yeah, that was because she had like her fiftieth win in AEW. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. There was, there was a whole little storyline. Um, so, okay, so now back to wrestling. You have American Dragon, Brian Danielson, picking up the victory over Wheeler Yuta. Awesome match. Yeah, good match. Fans awesome. were like, I was surprised to see that fans were cheering for, or here, fans were cheering for Wheeler Yuta a lot. Yeah, he was super over. And I he even got good. out of the cattle mutilation. Got out of the cattle mutilation, but it was Danielson uh, hitting a cross face. After being for the victory. in After his gotcha- face. Yeah, and now what a ugly, Gross. disgusting loogie. Yeah. Gross. I thought it was like parts of his tooth. But Brian maybe... lost it, choked him out. Yeah, it hit him with a gotcha style pyro driver. So hopefully next week we see some uh, Wheeler Yuta maybe uh, in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. So after that, you have the celebration of the Undisputed Elite Championship with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. AEW needs a new era, new crew to run the show, and AEW has the three best wrestlers on the planet. They look great with the titles. Yeah, they look fantastic. I don't even need for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Adam Page to lose the titles. They could just give them to 
Undisputed Era, and I wouldn't even question it. <laughs> well, Jungle... that's like the only the only team I wouldn't question about is is them having the titles. Like, just like not they didn't lose the titles or anything. They could just be the champions. I wouldn't question it. Yep. But anyway, Hangman Page and Dress Express get their titles back because they clean house of the Undisputed Elite. After Adam Page, they're like, "Oh, he's not here tonight. Of course he's there tonight." No, of course he's there tonight. He's the champion. And then uh, Red Dragon saved Adam Cole before getting the buckshot, but Jurassic Express and Christian tossed them back in. Yeah, I wish so. that uh, I wish that went on longer with the with them holding the titles. Why? I just thought it was awesome. Oh, like the whole thing. I thought you meant like the, the not the not segment the segment, itself. not the segment. Them actually having the titles. It was like half a week. Yeah, no, because it happened. Well, technically Friday, what? Rampage. Yeah. They got the tag titles. Yes, for sure. So, uh, after this, you have Tony Schiavone interviewing the new AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. I feel like this promo should have happened last week. Also, this promo, kind of pointless. She didn't even address the the awful comments about the the fake green card or Vicky yelling at her to go back to Mexico. It was just like, she just wants... She... This, like, it, it... it was as if not like what happened last week. Yes, she got attacked, but she didn't address anything from that segment. It was just she like I want to be directly, but it was just she wants to be the face of women's wrestling. Good. That's why I said this promo should have happened last week, right? Instead, and then she could have gotten an attacked afterwards. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, I, I thought this should have happened last week. Um, you know, this was you could say maybe she flubbed a couple lines here, but she was showing like her emotion, how proud she is to be. The AEW Women's Champion. The first Mexican-born women's champion. Yeah. Also, so. Nyla Rose responded later on and basically just said that she'll cement her legacy with Thunder Rose's blood. So, maybe we'll get some more blood from the women. Anyway, next up after this was a qualifier for the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. So, I guess the tournament's going to be called the Owen Hart Foundation. I guess it's going to be called the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. I'm assuming. I don't think it's cup anymore. I think they completely changed it when they, oh. it was weird. Cause like they, when they first announced it, it was the Owen Hart cup. Yeah. And then when they, when Tony Khan, like reintroduced it in, what was it? January or something. Okay. Or yes. when everyone, when, whenever the, the, the UBS arena show was uh, put on sale or announced. Okay. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. It's it. Is it no longer the Owen Hart cup? And it was just Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, uh, the Bunny unfortunately loses to unfortunately. the Unfortunately. I like the Bunny a lot. I'm I just happy like... that Tony Storm is in AEW and that she's in this tournament. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. But, she won know. the second Mae Young Classic, so I think it would be pretty cool if she went on to win this also. I mean, we have to see who else is in these qualifier matches. That's... Absolutely. But, you know, and I hope um, they treat the other qualifying matches with more respect than they treated this one. Oh my god! No, because Why? that was annoying. Because the fact that they felt it necessary to plug a Malachi Black micro brawler, you and have... then the, and then they plug the main event AEW Dark results, and then the main event again in the span of five minutes. They don't care about the women, and this clearly shows <sighs> they don't care about the Owen Hart tournament. It's one 
I don't freaking, care. They, yeah. they choose you don't another care. Yeah, segment. because you don't understand broadcast. In, in broadcast, choose no, listen, segment. this is in broadcast, you have to get your stuff in. Choose there's, another there's segment. There's certain times, you don't have and there's to get certain things. Choose another segment. Yes, you do. When you have, when you have sponsors, when you have choose products, choose another you're segment. To Malachi Black Toys are not a sponsor of AEW. The, the main event They're of AEW is not the, the sponsor. AEW Dark Results is not the sponsor. Choose another segment. Okay, fine. But you were fine with them running through the entire card during the CM Punk Max Hatcher match? No, I hate when they do that. Excalibur's awful at reading copy. I wish they would stop. Do it during commercial breaks. It's just what you don't like. No, do it during commercial breaks or something. You come back from commercials. Later on tonight, we have Darby Allen versus Andrade. Jim Ross has been doing it for for over 20 years. Let him do it. I bet you he couldn't probably read that copy. It would probably take a lot longer than Excalibur getting through it. Well. Anyway, Tony Storm is all elite. Awesome. I think, I mean, when I knew it was going to be the bunny versus mystery opponent, I'm like, it's going to be someone and she's going to go over. I personally think the bunny should get a little bit more recognition here. She was one of the first women to sign to AEW. Uh, she's a great wrestler. We saw how good she is in, what was that, that blood feud that she had where she, uh, who was it against? Penelope. Penelope Ford. Yeah. No, it, that was that was a tag match. She was, who was it against? Uh, she got busted open real hard. And she got like shirts and gimmicks and stuff like that out of it. Ty Conti and Anna J. Is that? Yes, I think that. Yes, that was it. Okay, very good. Um, all right, so yeah, Tony Storm's already probably gonna, probably gonna win this. Next up, you have your main event, which was surprising that Andrade El Idolo picks up the victory over Darby Allen. I think that was his first TV victory in like four or five months. I know. Well, they've been running this feud with the AFHO. You know, he's has got very limited singles in ring time. But <laughs> even before it. the the match started, Amos like attacked Darby Allen before the ring rang. The ring rang. The ring bell rang. <laughs> and uh, Darby, of course, gets up there because he's not gonna not be Darby Allen. And he started yeah. the match. And Andrade continued to beat the hell out of him. And Darby eventually used a belt behind the referee's back to trip Andrade into the referee, which had no effect on the referee, which led to nothing, which I'm fine with because the outcome is Andrade with a victory. Yeah. Like, you know, it didn't I matter that it. Jose I... tried to come out and Sting attacked him. It didn't matter that Butcher and Blade jumped Sting. Darby I... took them out, and we got to see Andrade pick up the victory. Very, un, very surprising I, I was very surprised by that i was like very okay wow because i it. spoke about it last week i said where do they go now from here you thought that crazy match they had last week could be the end of it but now you kind of lengthen this feud with andrade getting a singles win over darby allen who's arguably one of the most over talents in all of elite wrestling so it, it gives andrade a little bit of credibility to him next week you know we didn't say, like, post-match, too. Uh, you know, Matt Hardy comes out, gives a twist of fate to Mark Quinn. They set up next week a tables match, Butcher and Blade versus the Hardys. So I guess they're trying to get... They're get kind of... I want to say in this feud, it's like the greatest hits of the Hardys. They we got, know who's we got the Swanton bomb right? off the ladder through a table. What's that? We know who's going to win that, though, right? I think, I think we're both, like, uh, as being smart Mark wrestling fans, we both know that the Hardys are probably going to go over. Right. You, you, the, the Hardys came in with a ball of energy, a ball of fire. They've, you know, really, I mean, as I said, you know, we're getting the greatest hits of the Hardys. But 
you can't kind of turn their momentum off right now. Do you think we'll see after the the tables match, like the week after or so, we'll see like a ladder match or something? No, because they did the ladder for what? Why? Uh, well, what's on top of the ladder? Is it you know? You could just use ladders in the match, maybe. I don't know. I know, but that's silly. That that t- takes away the point of having a ladder match. Hmm. You saw Jeff Hardy get on a ladder last week and do a swanton bomb. So, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, you're this. talking about greatest hits. I know. Well, you got the. I said greatest hits. You got the ladders last week. You got the tables this week. Where are the chairs? Oh, well, they had uh, chairs this week. <laughs> yeah, they had chairs. That's yeah, funny. They had chairs week, week, so. They made the save with the chairs. Um, yeah, so we have, uh, you know, Rampage is coming up tonight, or, you know, yesterday. We'll talk about it. You have Limitless, Limitless Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a big, meaty men slap and beat match. And then you have the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, which will be your Spot Monkey Fest match. And hopefully uh, Young Bucks respond to FTR about their uh, challenge set out because we're all, we're about less than two months away from Double or Nothing. So time to start uh, getting this card together, you could say. Yeah, and that's AEW Dynamite. Um, wrestling, I want like wrestling wise. I think maybe we'll talk about it next, like independent wrestling wise, because we're recording this on Friday morning. By the time this comes out, half the shows will be over. I know we spoke about it a couple weeks ago when I had uh, Damian and Doyle on from uh, Filthy F and Casuals. So, I mean, we'll talk about big things that we saw. WrestleMania weekend. Well, I'll talk about it next week because you know I'm not watching night. Unfortunately, I'm not watching. There's so here's my my like I was talking to somebody this morning about WrestleMania. I'm like the only match that really like kind of ropes me in is Edge versus AJ Styles, which is night two. I mean night one. I mean if I'm, if I've got nothing to do, I'll you know I'll turn it on, but I'm not gonna make it like you know it's not appointment viewing. In my uh, in my opinion, but that's you know that's me being a wrestling fan. I know Brandon's gonna sit there with his you popcorn. Don't, you and, don't care about Seth Rollins versus. Uh... Versus Shane McMahon? Marco no, Stunt. I don't. Or whatever it is. Yeah, Seth. I said this to Dave yesterday. I said, you know, uh, Seth Rollins goes on interviews saying, "Oh man, people, uh, you know, uh, people on AEW calling out WWE stars. That's uh, what do you say, pathetic, or you know, that's whatever he said." Yet he's he's tweeting out uh, AEW still photos of Marco Stunt. Like, oh, Marco Stunt's no longer with the company, so he's still he, apparently he's still with the company, but he's con- they're not renewing his contract. Right, so. Basically, so not he's, really. He's, he's with still contracted for him. He's still contracted. So, uh, legality wise, and he's not but, calling I mean, Marco Stunt out. He's just teasing. He's using AEW footage on, on his WWE uh, athlete Twitter account. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hearing, I'm seeing reports now on the news sites. Yeah, that Cody, so. Cody Rhodes is now backing out. Like, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I could really, I don't care less. I mean, if some, I'll probably get a text from Dave. He'll probably be like, yep, Cody Rhodes. I'll just be like, all right, now let me turn this on. Yeah, that's that's what you have to say. I mean, I, I, me personally, I like, I'm kind of bummed because yesterday was Bloodsport. Yesterday, last night was the first night of Joey Janelle's spring break. Um, I wanted to watch the match between Alex Colon and John Wayne Murdoch because, you know, I'm a closet deathmatch wrestling fan. And, you know, they've had a kind of good story going on since the beginning of the year. Um, I wanted to watch that dirty dissage match between uh, John Morris, John whatever, John Hannigan and uh, Ty Valkyrie, which I thought was funny. Um, apparently, Casanova Valentine called out Tony Nese for a match at No Peace, which should be interesting. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that. I have Brandon. seen it building. Yeah, so um, 
Is Tony D's going to become a deathmatch wrestler now? Is he following in the uh, Matt Cardona footsteps? And I want to watch uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Live 12. So, we'll... Uh, live you know. 12 taped. Why 12 taped? What do you mean well, live 12 Because you're taped? not watching it live anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, half everything got ruined for me because, uh, you know, social media and being in that Patreon group. Um, I, I, <laughs> watch, I think the Ring of Honor show might be the the best in of all the indie shows because the, you got FTR versus the Briscoes. You have... Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Mar- Martinez. Willow, Willow Nightingale, someone that you know has been a part of Ring of Honor. We've known of her for a very long time. She's been beyond wrestling. Yeah, I hope uh, she wins. Jaylita. So do I. I just oh I think God. I would prefer for it to just be like a number one contenders match. Like I don't. There's think... no champion right now. What do you mean, Diana Perazzo is champion? She's wrestling. Oh, yeah, she's right. defending the title on another card tonight. Or oh, the yeah, same that's right. time. oh yeah, and that the multiverse. So uh, the fact, like, that's why, like, I don't think it's it's necessary to have the interim champion. Like, she's out for it's just tonight. Oh yeah, I thought Roxy was still the champion. No, Roxy's in WWE reason. now. I know. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, it, so it's an interim. Yeah. Uh, so there's gonna be like a new champion right now. So it's like to me, like when they did that with Cody when he was out. Because his family members had COVID or whatever. He was yeah. out for a week. Yeah. This is a well, night. Like, they couldn't get Perrazzo for a night. Well, she's too, she's got two book, good, good booked-itis. Yeah. Booked two good-itis. Who's she facing tonight? I don't think it's announced. Really? No. Oh, yeah, it's the Champ Champ Challenge. That's yeah. right. I know I know it's Chelsea and Matt versus Nick Aldis and uh, Mickey James. But I, I saw Mickey James had a great match last night against Alley Catch. So, and I'm like, um, so, you so know, much wrestling to consume. I know. And it's like, I don't have the time right now because of lacrosse, bro. <laughs> so, um, maybe tomorrow night I'll, uh, watch something back. So I know no one's really run in tomorrow night cause it's the first night of mania. So we'll see. And on that note, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. My match of the week this week. I guess I have to keep it in the WrestleMania, uh, universe you could say uh my favorite match and also this has been matched probably 18 times but also uh <laughs> wrestlemania match nick mick foley versus edge from wrestlemania 22 in a hardcore match um it really brought hardcore wrestling and you know that ecw style wrestling to the main stage you got joey style commentating the match um the story that they told i thought was outstanding you know even from the the beginning of the match where Mick Foley comes out with a different style flannel, and then he hits that first spear, and he starts freaking out and whips open the the flannel to have barbed wire underneath him. Genius. And, you know, the iconic uh, table spot at the end with the fire and everything like that that just flew off without a hitch. I mean, you, a lot of things could go wrong with that, but the way they sold it, the way they landed outside the ring, awesome. Fantastic yeah. match. I recommend everybody going to watch that match. It's definitely an awesome match. On Peacock, it'll probably be uh, heavily edited. I don't know if it is. They'll replace the fire with walkie-talkies. <laughs> They'll replace the fire with what? Well, there's that South Park episode where they were going to redo Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they were, like, showing, like, um, Steven Spielberg, like, doing other movies. Like, oh, we've replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies. Oh. And they show them, like, <laughs> so, deep South Park reference there for you. 
Um, deep South. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> a deep South Park reference. No, I deep, heard that, but when not you a deep said South Deep reference. South at first, I was like, wait, what's where's this going? Yeah, no, the uh, the freaking Deacons coming out. <laughs> they, they they put him in the match. So, all right, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's it for my match of the week. Uh, happy WrestleMania week, and let's go to Brandon Shoutouts. This is Taron Sheik, and you watcher should listen to the Brandon Shoutouts. The first shout out goes to Taylor Hawkins, who unfortunately passed away last week at the age of fifty. The drummer for Foo Fighters, a really good drummer, might I add. Yeah, awful and surprising. I mean, and. It always seemed like such a good guy too. I mean, I him like I feel like when you think of Foo Fighters, when you even think of Dave Grohl, you, you automatically think of Taylor Hawkins, and it's hard to think of a a duo, a true duo in rock and roll, where you think of the lead singer and automatically you think of the drummer. You know, I, I it's very rare. Yeah, I and think. it was also cool to see him like come out from the drums and have Dave Grohl's Dave Grohl play, and then he would sing. And I'm glad that he yeah. got to get inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year and actually like be there for it. Yeah, yeah. He's also the namesake for Kurt Hawkins. I don't know if people know that. Kurt yeah. for Kurt Hennig, which is what Brian picked. And then Edge is a huge Foo Fighters fan, and he picked Hawkins, Hawkins. for Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, very surprising and unfortunate. Yeah. After that, my, uh, my next shout-out is going to Bobby the Brain Heenan and Iron Sheik. Because during the WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal, Bobby the Brain Heenan made a reference to how slow Iron Sheik was walking to the ring. And he dropped the line, by the time he gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. And now that it's WrestleMania 38, I need the Iron Sheik to be there. (laughs) I need for that to happen. Let Iron Sheik become the 24-7 champion or something like that. All right, that's a, so that's that. very easy to do. <laughs> I could see, I could see. Uh, um, what's his face? Who's the announcer? Who's with Cameron? Uh, Corey Graves. I could see Corey Graves making a Carmella. Yeah, I could. I could see Corey Graves making a comment about that too. You know, like if Iron Sheik wins, I could see him doing a throwback to that comment. Something. Hopefully, Iron Sheik is there. Yeah. I would be very happy to see that. It's been year. Okay. I mean, it was two thousand. Uh, not two thousand. It was nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Is that accurate? Two thousand one. Yeah. No, it was two thousand one. Oh, then no. <laughs> two thousand one. So it's over twenty years though. Um, but my last shout out goes to Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, because he won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania thirty two, which was the last time they were in Texas for WrestleMania. And that also took place on April 3rd. So shout out to him. And here's wow. here's the here's the WrestleMania magic. A lot of people are like, this this two-day card sucks. I'm like, yeah. for me, I'm looking forward to it. It's WrestleMania. I don't care who's not looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it as well because it's WrestleMania. I feel like I feel like if any pro wrestling fan says that they're not looking forward to WrestleMania, are they really a wrestling fan? Oh, you're just a you're a WWE drone. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you're just a WWE mark if you're always looking forward to WrestleMania, even though most of that roster in that other 
oh, professional wrestling uh, locker shut room up, are up. looking forward to WrestleMania <laughs> as well. Oh, I thought you were about to say most of the roster is from WWE. <laughs> I mean, That's you're funny. not lying about that either. Well, those are those are my <laughs> shout outs. Now it's time for our. is right our mark out moment of the week i got a few what do you got anything uh it's wrestlemania week i mean i'm totally marking out for that i saw roman reigns is supposed to be on i believe uh fallon happened. oh it did happen okay so <laughs> Which, after by I... the way yeah he, he was on the tonight show this week and two of the three members of the shield ended up on the tonight show this this season to promote wrestlemania so, so i thought that was pretty cool and I 100% yeah, marked like, out even further that Roman Reigns was played out by the roots to Neil Sedaka's laugh, uh, Laughter in the Rain. They, they did Laughter in the Rains. Oh, that's funny. So I'm a big fan of Neil Sedaka, if you guys don't know that. And uh, obviously, big fan of The Tonight Show. Yeah, marked out. Well, I mark out for all of the media stuff, uh, media relations. So when I do see that clip, I'm definitely going to mark out for that. Uh, I also marked out that on Bob's Burgers this week, they did a They Live gimmick where oh. they had the, the son was using They Live to use it as like his own story. And the parents questioned if he saw They Live. And he's like, it turned out that he snuck out while Bob was watching it. And then Linda called him a rowdy, rowdy peeper. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Um, I marked out for the new action figures that got put out there. Yeah, there is some some one that I had previously marked out for the Miss Hancock now looks like a Dilbert with the glasses <laughs> makes no sense, but a bunch of them look really really good. Yeah, I marked out for also the Scott Hall T-shirt of the Click. Yeah, I think that that looks awesome. Which you know? might be the I feel like X Pac might have had a DX and NWO shirt, but if not, I think so definitely, too. But definitely like sold by WWE. This has to be the first like click one no no not click because they've had click shirts before but one that's depicting the nwo and dx ah yeah and you're right with i feel like with xbox they had i feel like i see the logos i know like he i know for a hundred percent fact he has nwo and dx gear yeah but i also finally watched the first episode of american song contest from last week and they aired a bumper from Damian Priest to talk about representing Puerto Rico at WrestleMania, even though like mm -hmm. he's not booked. Which I thought was that's weird. weird. Yeah, but that's they had, weird. They had <laughs> Carmella. I'm almost certain that's what it said. But this I'm gonna... week's episode, they had Queen oh. Zelina and Carmella on one segment, and then they had Miz in another segment putting over WrestleMania. So they're at least booked. That's annoying now that you said that. And I'm going to hold that because I know I have to get running. But that I am going to rant about off air. That Priest is not booked. Finn Balor, After neither. They're both, uh, they're both in that uh, the Battle Royal on SmackDown, which we that, just spoke about earlier. <laughs> that, is, yeah, right. that is so annoying. He had the... the dis it's like, two nights. It's two nights. Debatable. Best year in pro wrestling. Debatable. But Damian Priest year. is not debatable. I mean, his title reign was definitely up there with his title defenses. But, okay, we're mark out of the week. 
I'm, I marked out for all of these, like the Joey Janela bash and seeing all the random matches that are being tossed together. I mean, you have uh, Taya Valkyrie taking on John Morrison uh, and so many other just random matches taking place that I, I love it. I saw Biff Busick bloodied up by uh, John Moxley. Yeah, Busick taking on Tony Deppin, mm. which I think that's going to actually be really good. That's going to slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also marked out Trish Stratus was at the uh, live events up in Canada and she was dressed like how she would have been dressed in TNA with Test and Albert. So uh. I definitely I marked out for that because that's been years since we've seen her wear something similar to that. Yeah. And then uh, cool. I also popped at during NXT when they showed Dolph Ziggler uh, a video package hyping up him versus uh, Braun Breaker. They spoke about him being in the Spirit Squad, and they spoke about him being with Kerwin White. That's cool. Didn't didn't expect to see Chavo Guerrero on NXT this week. <laughs> and then I guess the only other thing that I marked out for during um, during WWE Evil, I watched the whole set so far that they mm-hmm. have. All I think it's like nine episodes, eight episodes or so. Fantastic series in Sasha Banks's episode. Taylor Swift makes a, an appearance <laughs> in video footage format, though. Not like a, an interview of her, though. Because Sasha Banks was saying how part of her character she got was from the VMAs, where Kanye went up and did what he did to Taylor Swift. So she got like huh. her some of her arrogance from Kanye for her character. Very interesting. Yeah. Very cool. But that's the uh, the Markout Moment of the Week. That is the WrestleMania episode of Marking Out, episode 582. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. Same as TikTok, Facebook. YouTube is Marking Out 11. That's the same as uh, Instagram. BTTG161 on Instagram and Twitter at David PTDPT on Twitter and Instagram, Chris Sweeney Dog on Twitter, CM Sweeney85 on Instagram, pro slash marking out. As of right now, there's no sale, but that could change, so look out for that. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com, marketout.com, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we wish you the. the- Best of luck luck in your your future future endeavor. Have a fantastic week. Ketchup!